the latest episode of Public Power Now. I'm Paul Schimpoli, News Director at APPA. Today, we're joined by Lena Whitler, CEO and General Manager of Clark Public Utilities in Washington State. Lena, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Sure, of course. Um, so, Lena, you became CEO and General Manager of Clark Public Utilities in 2019. Um, so, as kind of a start off question, would like to get your, your thoughts in terms of what you're particularly proud of in terms of what you and Clark Public Utilities have achieved since you took over as leader of the utility. Well, um, it's kind of interesting because I was reflecting on my time and I've actually been the CEO during a pandemic longer than I've been a CEO not in a pandemic. And I am very proud that we have a healthy workforce right now. And, um, you know, transitioning our employees has been highly successful. I'm very proud of that. While they've also had an unwavering focus on our customers. And I I just really think that the way we were able to protect our employees talks about how we value them. And some of the things I'm also proud of is that we've continued to empower our employees to do what's right and not losing that service of culture during a transition was very important to me um, moving forward. Certainly, there's always, you know, prioritizing fiscal responsibility, transparency, and accountability. But really, when it comes down to it, I need a workforce that feels that they're in a safe place for them to do their best work. And I'm really proud that we have not had any transmissions um, from employee to employee. And, And it's because of some of the safety protocols we've put in place and that our employees are committed to following. So I'm very happy with that. I'm also happy with some of the training and development that we've done. Certainly, we started off in person before the pandemic, but we've been able to continue that because I want to provide opportunities for our employees to grow and learn while they're still doing their current jobs. I don't necessarily want them to feel like they have to leave, go get experience somewhere else, and then come back. I I want to be able to provide that. So we implemented a training management program and internal leadership development. And that's been, it's been nice for employees to be able to have that opportunity to learn. I think it's highly valuable because I don't want to lose some of our best employees because they don't have opportunities for improvement. Great. Um, So kind of diving um, more specifically in terms of uh, accomplishments, seen at Clark Public Utilities. One of the things that caught my eye was that for the 13th consecutive year, J.D. Power um, recognized Clark Public Utilities um, for ranking highest in residential customer satisfaction among mid-sized electric uh, providers in the Western U.S. Um, so I'd love to get your thoughts in terms of the steps that Clark Public Utilities has taken um, to achieve the strong customer satisfaction track record. Yes, I'd love to talk about that. And, you know, one of the things I'm probably also proud of is that our customer satisfaction actually increased in the last year. And that's, you know, during a pandemic, our customers were highly satisfied with the service they've received from us. And that also played out in our own proprietary services as well. And I think a lot of it is the consistency that we have with our communication with customers and Part of it is, you know, you look at the data that comes in and trusting that information, listening to what it says, responding accordingly. And if you need to make changes, go ahead and do it. You know, if a customer is providing some information and opportunity for improvement, why wouldn't you listen to that and and learn from that? Um, Also, the empowering of our employees, I think, has gone a long way from a customer satisfaction perspective. 
they appreciate our corporate and social responsibility that we have in the community. Of course, reliability is always very high, um, and that is a large portion of J.B. Power's scores. But, you know, it's a multiple component. And I, I appreciate J.B. Power because it really talks about all facets of a utility. It's not just one experience. They're, they're really wrapping up what they consider reliability could be, does the website work? Um, it's not just, do we have power? And so all of your systems combined, I think, are providing that consistency that I talked about earlier. I also firmly believe that that leadership points us in the right direction. And I have a board of commissioners who prioritize customer satisfaction. How can we provide a positive experience for our customers because our customers are our owners in public power. And so we have that directive from the top leadership, and that really does trickle down to all of our employees, having that knowledge that they are empowered to do what is right for our customers. And I think that speaks a lot to the customer satisfaction and how we've been able to be successful within J.D. Power. Great. Now, you you touched upon reliability, um, which gets to my next question. Um, so, so Clark Public Utilities have performed very well uh, in that area, as shown by its receiving diamond and platinum um, reliable uh, public power provider designations from APPA since 2010. Um, so, wanted to get your, your insights in terms of how Clark Public Utilities has maintained consistently high levels of reliability. You know, I would look to our preventative maintenance, to be honest. We're very proactive versus reactive in situations. And that even comes down to fleet. You know, it's not just the power that's provided. It's how, what is your reliability and your preventative maintenance in the tools of the trade that you're providing to your employees to do their jobs? Vegetation management has always been a high priority. The Pacific Northwest is beautiful. We love our trees. But, you know, in storm situations, it can become a problem. And managing that vegetation management and also having proactive communication with our customers about it has helped um, on the customer satisfaction side, but also on the reliability. And TreeWire has been an investment we have put into some of our rural communities that are a little bit farther out. Uh, It takes a little bit longer maybe to get there, but the investment has paid off. Our pole replacements, um, you know, we will replace them uh, as needed. And you try to anticipate where those areas are where you can go out and, and be proactive. We have service um, providers as well who are able to take their vehicles home. And, you know, when you have your employees with their vehicles, their tools out in the community, the response time is so much faster where they can get into the situation, see what is happening, provide the information back. So we can then get crews out. And that's been really good with reliability. But also, you know, working together, you have to have trust in your coworkers. And I think our employees have that uh, trust that, you know, it's the SCADA system that's telling you something. It's, um, you know, it's the vehicle running right. Is it the the website uh, working for the outage map and customers? And all of that reliability kind of comes together and having an investment in your systems is what we've really tried to focus on when it comes to preventative maintenance. And our restoration times are considerably less than um, others in our region. And I think it really comes down to a lot of those things that I've mentioned. And we're very proud to have the designations from APPA. And staff works quite hard to make sure we look at all those metrics to achieve that. And um, 
we hope that that will continue for us. Great. Um, so in terms of resource planning um, and doing research on Clark Public Utilities, one of the things that caught my eye was the fact that um, yeah, Clark Public Utilities completed an integrated resource plan in 2020. Um, so wanted to, to, to use this opportunity to, to get your, your thoughts on what you think are the key takeaways uh, from that document. Yes, certainly. And it is out on the website for anyone to look at, uh, all 222 pages. But, um, you know, I will say about a plan like this, it really is, um, it's fluid. You know, it's something that will continue to be looked at. Um, I think the requirement is every two years, but we're constantly looking at it. We're constantly taking feedback. Um, one of the things that really does stand out is right now we look, you know, we're, we're doing great. We have sufficient annual average energy capacity. Um, however, in the future, there is going to be a need for peaking capacity and, and looking at all of that. So we're definitely you know, working through all of that. Hydropower continues to be the backbone of our supply, and it's um, it's a wonderful resource to be able to comply not only with legislative mandates, but it's a reliable resource uh, as needed. And we definitely are looking at various technologies for the future, and technology is fluid. I would say that um, 10 years ago, the abilities to potentially change flexing capacity or capabilities at our River Road natural gas plant did not exist. Those technologies have changed, and we have some future opportunities to have more flexibility. So we'll be looking at that because you really want to be able to bring in increased renewables and have the flexible capacity. So that's something we're all always looking at, and we will continue to look at through our IRP. Also, you know, conservation is still, there's still opportunities in the Northwest for that, and demand-side management will become a part of that. So in the future, we can can look to that. So those are, you know, certainly some of the things that, that are there, and it is a guiding document, but it is something that will change as the technologies develop, and we look forward to seeing how that transformation can occur and we can adapt. And this kind of the wrap-up question, uh, big picture question for you. Um, I want to get your insights in terms of what you see as the major energy challenges that utilities uh, in the Pacific Northwest are going to face in the next five to ten years. And then, how do you think Clark um, Public, Clark Public Utilities is positioning itself to successfully meet those challenges? Yes, resource adequacy is something that is talked about a lot here in the Northwest and. There are regional forum discussions looking at, you know, what is the potential for load that is coming in and how are we going to manage that? Um, along with that is potential transmission constraints. How are we going to integrate that? Participation in regional discussions is critical, and we have key staff working in all of that. Um, part of that goes a little bit into research source acquisition and flexibility that I mentioned a little bit earlier in having some of that new technology, we want to be able to integrate additional renewables. Um, it's a way that we can transform our industry. We can also comply with state law. Washington is an environmental leader, and we want to be able to comply, and we have every reason to do so. Um, I'm not seeing any barriers to that. Um, one of the things that is also interesting, we are along the I-5 corridor. So electrification, transportation is certainly something that's very a hot topic up here, and we're looking at it as well. We're not required to, but our commissioners 
are looking at potentially having plans in place where we could be able to provide um, incentives for our customers. I mean, we have a long history of providing safe, reliable services. And with the adoption of EVs, it's an opportunity, I think, to evolve that service and meet new demands. Um, You want to be able to help as many people as possible, whether that be through electrification of buses or on the home side or even the commercial side. And EVs are coming down in price. And there's even potential regulations in Washington state as to what the future of transportation might look like. So we want to be prepared. So we have a plan in place to kind of look around customer satisfaction and community engagement. We were one of the first, actually the first in our county to have a charging station, and it was in our parking lot at our facility. So we are a fan. We have quite a few electric vehicles ourselves, and we really want to look at reducing the barriers for adoption, and we're looking at ways to do that to our vulnerable communities and having having incentives in place to be able to provide the most um, bang for the buck. And I'm, I'm very excited about that. I just, I think that is going to be something that will be interesting moving forward. And I think we're very well placed for that. Well, Lena, thanks again for taking the time to uh, speak with us today. And given everything that's going on at Clark Public Utilities, we'd love to hear uh, updates from you at some point in the future. So thanks again. Well, thank you. I always love to talk about our utility and um, really give a shout out to our employees because they are the ones who are working so hard to make it as successful as it is.